All right. Well, quick editor's note. We recorded this episode on Friday morning and we finished recording, literally shut everything down, put away all the streaming rig and everything. And then all of a sudden my phone starts blowing up and uh, that's when Stern (laughs) released the Foo Fighters uh, announcement trailer. So Tom and Travis and I were like, what what do we, what what can we do? And I'm like, I got to go pick up my kids. Do we, do we record something real quick? Um, And then, so we thought about recording something uh, to add on. And then the very next day, American Pinball comes out with their little uh, um, Galactic Tank Force uh, kind of trailer little thing. And it doesn't say Galactic Tank Force anywhere except for the very bottom of the screen. Um, and so we're just like, what's what? I, I don't know. So we thought about recording, uh, you know, our, our, a little bit more to add to it. But then we realized Tuesday is when the actual reveal is going to come out. So that'll even be outdated. So long story short, when we recorded this, we had we didn't know officially about Foo Fighters. We didn't know officially about Galactic Tank Force. So you know, good timing, but Hey, it was still a fun episode, still a lot of speculating. So enjoy it. And, um, yeah, we will definitely share more thoughts on it once the official reveals come out. So, all right, enjoy the episode. The pinball network is online launching triple drain pinball podcast. All right, Tom, are you ready? Uh, yes, but does anybody have five bucks? I can borrow. What? What? <laughs> Why do you need five dollars? Nothing. Oh, okay. Uh, Travis, are you ready? Tom, yes. I don't have five dollars, but have you ever wondered why we don't get to start the intros to this podcast? <laughs> I, like, I kind of wondered that. I know. Well, you know, Tom gets we just the asked outro. Joel a second ago. We were like, Joel, why can't we do the intro? And he like just ignored it and just started it. <laughs> hey, Travis, and, yeah. if you want to, if you want to edit the podcast, you're welcome to start the intro. Wasn't Joel want. like, "This is my show, damn it!" And that's I'll not, do what that's I want. Not it at all. Somebody's got to drive the bus, and uh, <laughs> so I'm driving, and I get two people in the back complaining the whole time, and that's fine. But, I'm ready. I'm oh, ready, perfect. Joel. Thank God. Well, buckle up, everybody, because we have a video intro. So here we go. We 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 we're three guys who like to talk pinball. So we came up with a clever name. We're Joel and Travis now who talk pinball, and we call ourselves Triple Drain, Triple Drain, Triple Drain. We're Triple. Well, there we go. Um, I wait, 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 Joel, Joel. Yeah, I, op- I opened up my uh, my DJ award. Yes, is it, it broken? It's, well, it's not oh. broken, but the batteries. Yes, <laughs> two nice. out of the three batteries, and they're like hanging out. I don't know what nice. happened. Well, if okay, anybody's awesome. watching this on YouTube, uh, you guys saw we have a video intro. We have a video intro. Um, what's really cool about that is. We actually had a guy that reached out to us when I made the comment and he said, I'd love to make this. And I said, great, that's awesome. And so I gave that guy all the stuff that that was needed to make it the song and, and everything he needed to potentially make that. Well, fast forward a week, uh, over the weekend happens and we just get an email from a guy and this guy's name is Brad Johansson. I'm a, hopefully I'm saying that right. Um, and he just said, hey, I put this together. I hope you guys enjoy it. And it wasn't the original guy. It was just a guy who said, who just did it. He just made us a video intro and um, we were blown away. 
we were blown away. So I actually reached back out to the first guy and said, I don't know if you've started this or not, but we had another person that that did this. And so the first guy is actually going to make us a Tom Talks video. So everybody be ready for that. But yes, we were we were super impressed with that. I had a, a few comments back and forth. He changed just one or two. God, there he goes. And Travis is already gone. Um, he changed one or two minor things. But overall, uh, Brad put that together entirely on his own. And um, he actually does uh, he does video like that's his job. So he actually has a, a company. So it's Alter Creative Media. They're based out of Rochester. He does a bunch of different stuff, but he'd love to do more pinball stuff. So if anybody needs any sort of video done, um, whether you're in pinball or out of pinball or whatever, feel free to reach out to Brad. I'll put his um, his email address. It's altercreativemedia.com. I will put that in our um, in our show notes so you can check him out. But um, Brad, thank you very much. Thank you for that. And I'm excited to continue to play that for many, many times. So awesome. if you happen to be driving the car and listening to it on the audio podcast, go watch the YouTube video just for the intro because we really, really sweet. had a good time with it. <laughs> and yeah. then click off of it. Don't watch the rest. Yeah, you can stop after that. That's fine. Yeah, we just we just need the initial view. That's all we need. Hey, Tom, where do you think yeah. our awards and trophies should go? Yeah. I don't know. I was going to put mine <laughs> on my shoulder, but... Yeah. Really hey, Joel, Joel, where, where are you going to put your awards and trophies at? Uh, you mean this one? This one right here? This uh, this streaming award that I got last year? The Twippy what, what is that? Shit. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> God. What the hell? This was the runner up. We Have were, you literally been yeah. holding that? This that's just whole been sitting time? here. No, oh, wait, I haven't. Did you say yes. that's the runner up trophy? It's oh. runner up. It's runner up. Oh, yeah. yeah. What's it like to get something like <laughs> that? Yeah, this isn't a runner up trophy, Joel. Yeah. I actually just thought of that because I knew I knew you wanted to rub it in my face. That yes. But no, that's uh that's my one pinball related award. <laughs> that's the one thing I have. But um can you turn it on, the pinball degenerates award? Does it light up? <laughs> I tried. Is it broken? <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's not turning on. Yeah, that's fitting. That's <laughs> but, fitting. You know, it's awesome. I appreciate it. It's I appreciate it from her. Like, it's, it's pretty cool. Yes. He got I, the most degenerate score award. Yep. And hey, for people I, that don't know, what was that score, Travis? You know what? It, it was double zero. <laughs> and I had to work my ass off for this sure award. Did. I mean, <laughs> legitimately. <laughs> think about it, Tom. Okay. All Joel had to do is like just show up. Right, just yeah, straight. That's all yeah, he had to do, right? right? I mean, Joel could at least got went... ten points on bag. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Let, let's face facts. It's not <laughs> difficult to stream. Come on, you know? yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, you and Carl, you guys just roll out of bed and it's fine. The stream mm-hmm. works. It mm-hmm. does itself essentially. Let's just face facts here. True. But I, <laughs> I had to legitimately Ugh. score zero points Plunge three times. Yep. In a world championship against three of the best players in the world and give up a full pinball in order to win this. So, you you sacrifice ball one. I mean, yeah, I'm I don't want to brag, Joel. Didn't you call them randoms or something? No, randos. (laughs) Randos. (laughs) Like that face. So those randos. (laughs) Me and three randos in the pinball tournament. Yep. Nope, they're pretty good. Um, Zoller's pretty good. Escher's pretty good. And I guess, you know, Elwin, he's, Elwin, he's, whatever. he's okay. He's done a little bit. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, shout out to Keith Elwin. He's had a big week. Uh, I mean, 
first off, I mean, he, he did a stream of a game that he made. No big deal. We're going to talk about it a little bit. But even bigger week, he actually played at um, a tournament up at District 82. And we happened to notice on more, day one. More he, than one tournament, Joel. I know. I know. I'm making oh, light of sorry. it, Tom. I'm making I'm making it I'm making light of it. But he um he wore day one, he wore a triple drain shirt. So I got mine on, Tom's got his on, Travis is a bum. Yep. I have a hat. Oh, he's got a hat. Okay. He's not read. Look at this. <laughs> yeah, I see it. Oh, All right. we see it. Don't People, touch anything. You're gonna break does, the computer. Does everybody see what I have to work with. Like I could be doing anything else on a Friday morning. I could be yeah, working. Yeah, yeah. I could be playing Harry Potter. We should be working is what we should be. I could be talking to my wife. No, you can't. I could even be sitting out on the porch and just staring at a tree. But no, I'm here. I'm here with Joel and Tom. Tom, I love you. Thank you so much, Tom. I I was just going to say, I always get left out. No, no, Tom, you never do. Like we noticed you have a new mic back there. Yeah. Well, First off, before we get in the mic, the you got a, you got a trophy there too. What is that yeah. one? Little we this is my uh, player no. two uh, grand champion trophy. Yeah. That's it's pretty a chewy. Chewbacca. Oh, I forgot it was before yeah. the podcast. It's chewy. Yeah, I yeah. think that's awesome. Uh, uh, that's <laughs> <perfect>. <laughs> yeah, it just like it. Wow. <laughs> yes, and as Travis was pointing out, you got a new mic for your streaming rig. I see back there. You. Yeah, uh, I'm trying it out. Okay. Trying it. So, out. are you going for like a 1920s vibe now, yes. like in your streams, like yes. black and so white? Baby no. bottle. You're, you're gonna wear blue, like a suit, like a business suit when you play. The the no, blue baby bottle mic is I'm recommended a, by George with Don't Panic Flip. That's yeah. his current mic that he's he's testing. So good streamer. It's yeah. called a what? Blue, it called? blue baby bottle. A blue baby bottle. Yep, that's microphone. the mic. Yeah. I'll have to look that up. Condenser yeah, you'll have to let microphone. us know what you think. But um, all right. So we're 13 minutes into the podcast mm. and we have not talked about quality actual content. pinball machine. This yeah. is quality content. We got to make <laughs> fun of you. Content. We've proved you can't read. So that's that's excellent. Uh, and you've only uh, ripped uh, on uh, me uh, like three times. So, yeah, we're, I just I don't it's not ripping. I'm just pointing out the obvious. That's all it is. It's just just pointing uh, out the obvious. You're, you're you a know? truth teller. That's what <laughs> that's it is. What I am. Yes. <laughs> gotcha. Well, hey, I applaud you. Your once again, your room is continuing to look better and better. So it's evolving. You've, you've hung yeah. some I want to know what's going to go on the back. I think you should get a stern banner for the back. All right. So Monica mentioned that because yeah. I, I'm, I mean, let's, I didn't do this. Monica did that and that, but she mentioned about getting a banner back here. And I was just like, I don't know. Wouldn't that like be too much right here? What well, about you the, gotta have something? Well, what about the infinity gauntlet? I have that big yeah. sculpture. I want to put it back there, but then you can't see it. So I actually have a light, you have a light. Yep. Yes, you're illuminating creates, your floor really well. Well, it creates a halo. Oh, mm. halo. All right, we got pinball news to talk about, don't we? <laughs> okay. All right. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. So we'll just dive straight into. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll just drive. We'll dive straight dive into it. Straight into we it. We haven't been meandering. After 15 <laughs> minutes, we're going to dive gonna right, right into, into it. it. So, yeah. Um, Bond 60th. We actually had the official Bond 60th stream. Um, Jack Danger did that on Deadflip. You can see it on YouTube or on his Twitch. Um, and what was really cool was he had Keith Owen. He had Mark. I don't know his last, the Spaccio or something. Zuckerberg? No, not Zuckerberg. It oh. was Mark, whatever. I'm sorry, Mark, if you happen to be listening. Highly doubt it. But if you are, I'm very sorry that I forgot your last name. But the guy who programmed the game, 
uh, was on there. And then George Gomez, George Gomez showed up and streamed with him as well. So I will tell you, it was a very entertaining stream. There was some beer involved. Um, it was just cool to see everybody have a good <laughs> all, time. All hell breaks loose when somebody yeah, starts was, drinking beer. There was, Isn't it Pinacho? That's the Pinacho, name, right? Yes. Yeah, there we go. okay. Yes. So he, didn't it, he do fishtails? He did. He did a lot of games. Um, he hadn't done a game in like 20 plus years. Since um, fishtails? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So he, <laughs> I did enjoy the beer though during, during the gameplay. <laughs> well, it was cool to see like um, like Keith Owen had mentioned that you can backhand the the inline drop targets on the right, and uh, Gomez was trapped up, and Keith is like George, you can backhand it just real quick, and just like to see Keith like coaching, <laughs> and then George hit it. And then to see Keith, like the proud parent, like, yeah. <laughs> well, you did know? you see what really happened cool. though? Did you see what happened with that? What? Why he got so excited? Cause I even told Keith, I was like, I think this is the most excited. Like you've won world championships. You've done all that. I've never <laughs> seen you this excited. Yeah. Yeah. So what happened was Gomez hit the first in line and then it just kept going and hit the next one. Oh, so it's like you could like double like up a on double there. hit. Mm. Right. Which was actually pretty dope. You don't see that too often. And just seeing that actually happen, I guess just the way that I don't know if it was intended. I'm sure Elwin will tell somebody whether or not it was, but just the way that I guess the poster at and the way it was hit, it just had just the perfect inertia yeah, or worked, the momentum yeah. just to yeah go through. And then that's when you saw Elwin like raise his hands up in the air, and I was oh, like, he was pumped. I was like, his arms do not go above his shoulders. That's impossible. <laughs> so yeah, you're right. He was pumped, and it was. I will just say. Um, I will say my overall takeaway is it just seemed like it was a fun social vibe that I got from that pin. And I think the goal of the pin is just short ball times and it be, you know, this is a game that you want to play with other people. You want to do it collectively. Um, there's co-op built in into the game, but like it's shipping, it's shipping with version 1.03. Like it's a, it's, it's a done game. It's pretty much finished. He did say on the, on during the stream that there will be more voice call outs added to the game, but like code wise, depth wise, asset wise, everything like it's a complete game and it's ready to go, but it's shipped with co-op and it's just very, it gives off a very social fun. Let's play this together vibe compared to most modern pins where I remember Keith Owen during the um, during the Godzilla stream, like he stepped up and just like blew up the game, you know. And it's when you're watching somebody on a reveal stream play a game for 45 minutes, you know, just bl like blowing up the game. I mean, that's cool to see that there's that type of depth, but that wasn't the goal of this pin. The goal of this pin is it's brutal. It's going to keep your ball time short, regardless of who you are as a player, um, and you know, try to try to do your best, try to conquer it together as a, as a group and in, in, in co-op. So, so Tom, I know, I think you are considering getting one of these pins. So I'm assuming you were looking at it with somewhat of a critical eye. What were your main takeaways or thoughts watching the stream? Uh, I liked it, but okay. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So that's it. Uh, yeah. Thanks everybody for joining yeah. us. <laughs> what did you see? Yeah. What was it that you, yeah. What stood out? I just, I just like how it's got a modern vibe, but it's more of a throwback to older games. Yeah. So, and I, I like the brutality of it. Um, you know, I, I like the fact that I don't have to watch Neil play it for 45 minutes before <laughs> I get a chance to play. Uh, there's some of that. 
Um, I don't know. I think I think it's cool. I I the only thing I w- I wish there was a, like a little bit more video assets. I guess yeah. you know they if they throw that into LCD, I think it'd be perfect. Um, but I I I want to try it. Yeah. Well, that's the video asset question came up and. George did make a comment, which he basically said, he goes, well, you guys are lucky that you haven't had to deal with video assets because then you haven't been, you know, wrapped up with the licensor. And so that comment was kind of a, I, I don't think, I don't think video (laughs) assets are happening. Yeah. Um, I, I, I would imagine that's probably the biggest problem with the cornerstone bond game, you know, and getting stuff done with that. mm -hmm. Um, I mean, but you know, I, I can, I can live without it, I guess. Sure. And I, and I think just quick side note on the cornerstone game, they did do a big update, a big code update recently where now they allowed mode stacking. And so I know I had voiced before, and I'd heard this before that the bond licensor is super particular where they want to keep everything, everything movie specific. So if you start a mode that's in one movie they don't want to see video clips of another movie like intermingling. Like they wanted, they wanted to keep everything separate. So I remember when they said that on the cornerstone, it was like, well, how in the world are they going to do that on the 60th if there's all these different movies involved? And what we've come to find out is the way they're doing it on the cornerstone is if you start, let's say you start a Q mode and then you start a multi-ball. Well, it prioritizes the multi-ball. So it's showing all the video assets of the multi-ball but now you just have a little logo in the bottom showing that you still have the Q mode running with like a tally bar on the shots for those. So it's no longer going to show any audio or video from the Q mode. So they are having to make very bold, creative decisions on what prioritizes what because they can't have things intermix. And so I don't I don't fault them for for just avoiding it entirely. <laughs> I'd, like, I'd like to talk now, Joel. Go. Yes, go for it. Yes. Um, you know, it'd be nice if they did something like <laughs> Batman 66. Which is? Uh, where you could actually press the lockdown bar button and it would flip between the oh. actual modes. So you could see the video assets for that as well as the shots. That's a really... So first off, Ooh. bold strategy on the air horn. That worked <laughs> incredibly well. well you I know, gotta, Travis, <laughs> Travis has been doing the hand for a long time, but the air horn may be more effective. <laughs> but I did not know that. And that's that's actually a really good – that's not an air horn, you idiot. Um, <laughs> just blow. Just <laughs> you use the dust. You just blow your mic and blow everybody's <laughs> eardrums out to get my attention. Gee, you're an idiot. <laughs> um no that's actually i did not realize that tom and you know what that's actually it's really really a cool feature of batman 66 i think and to incorporate that into the bond software probably won't happen but it would be a it's a nice thought i like it though but remember that action button is still being reserved for your multiplier so you'd have to find a way to I think the action button, that's the whole point of the action button is to enable your, so they'd have to find a way, but I like If Raymond Davidson and Tim Sexton (laughs) can make a button do multiple things, somebody else can too. Maybe, maybe, but no, good point, good point, but I don't know. Travis, you've been quiet. This is weird. 
I just been listening and just yeah. I, Tom's air horn broke me. I wasn't yeah. expecting that. Last time it was like the zipper or duck call yeah. thing going on from the topper. Now, yeah, no, it wasn't the topper. Horn. It was my my games update. Yeah, oh the yeah, update, they were yeah. updating. Um, so yeah, Bond sixty. I, I guess we're doing impressions still of it, or of seeing the gameplay or whatever, or just thoughts. What what do you what else do you think we're doing? I mean, Tom. Like I said, Tom <laughs> broke me. I still got tears in my eyes. Okay, so anyways, like. I, I personally, I'm excited for the game. The theme is what it is. I'm not a Bond fan. I've only seen one. My wife wants to watch the Daniel Craig Bond. So I'm like, we'll get around to it eventually. But I am very excited about this layout because I've talked about this now for a couple of years now that I really wish that manufacturers would put out old school type fill, filling pins, you know, to where it's just single level, use the modern flippers, give it a different fill. And that's why I really enjoyed Beatles because it was just that. So seeing this, like I'm just really excited about it because one, it has a shot that I really do like and it, the figure eight shot. Yeah. And we've talked about that before that even like, cause when the three of us talked about homebrews and stuff like that and something that'd be fun, that type of shot came up just going down the left side. So seeing that in an actual pin, Right now, for me, that's exciting because I, I just I love the idea of the shot and the fact that there's two spinners on it, too. I mean, that's pretty dope because you can go from either the left side, like on the bottom, or you could just go up on the top. And then I love the inline drops. Like, I love those on TNA and mm-hmm. the fact that they're here now on a stern. I'm excited about that. Like those those two things. I really do like, and then I guess we got the saw. I assume that this is a shot that Gomez was talking about that he hadn't seen before where you can hit the spinner up the middle and then it comes back down the right side to the right flipper. And then you just kind of like one time. The figure the, eight was the shot that Gomez was referring to. But the figure eight's been done before. Yeah, but I just, I don't think he knew that. <laughs> that was the game. I mean, Diamond sure? Lady is what everybody like, but even sure because, yeah, because well, even I mean, the shot, Owen, even Owen made a comment that he had forgotten about Diamond Lady. So when mm. the, the game came out and people were like, oh, the figure eight looks like Diamond Lady, even yeah, Owen yeah. himself was like, oh, you're right. I totally forgot oh, about well, that game. You see, know? I assume the shot that I've never seen before personally okay. is the shot that's right up the middle. Then you one time it into a figure eight and then it comes back down. And then in theory, you could just one time it again into the inline drops. I mean, there's there's a lot of different can, yeah, flowing that, shots there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, and I'm also I'm curious about the uh, the hat disc thing. I mean, we've okay. talked about this before. I'm not really a fan of disc in general there, but something about this one just seemed different compared to Avengers. Uh, and I don't yes. know if the mech itself it's is very just different. different. It's and they, I can't quite put my finger on it. Maybe somebody out there, or maybe you guys know. They but talked just, about it. Okay, they did. So yeah. what what is different about it? Because visually, it just if it, it seemed different they, watching it in play. They re-engineered the whole thing, and apparently, it is counterbalanced in a way. It has some sort of bearing in it where it will it'll settle itself down in the same position every time. And so hmm. the the idea there is, if you had two posts like a um, theater of magic, or that, that it's too much that that left post would have then interfered with your middle shot. So they wanted to make sure it's only one post and it always settles down on the right side so that you still it's it doesn't block your shots anywhere on the left. So it's okay. the where it settles is a is a safe spot to not interfere with other shots, but yet it always settles in a good position that you can rip it. That's um, what I was wondering, because it didn't seem like there was much drift on it. 
mm-hmm. like you would see with other pins. Like on oh, Avengers, one of the things that you can do is just yeah. machine gun your flippers to set the disc in a certain spot that you want. There you go. Hint, hint for competitive players there if you want to do something like that. But it didn't seem like you could do something like that with this pin, at least no. not on the stream that we watched. No, apparently that's where they said that on stream that they're like, oh, yeah, people are like, oh, it's just the Avengers disc, as in they thought they reused the mech. And they're like, if you only knew the amount of time and hours we invested in that mech to make it spin the way it does and then settle itself back the way it does, it is it is a completely new mech. Um, so I, I, yeah, I think it's a cool mech. I, it, it is, it was interesting. It's not surprising, but like, so many people on Facebook, not so many, but like to see so many people on Facebook or pin side afterwards be like, this is a joke. You know, this is not $20,000 worth of a game. There's no assets. There's no this. There's no that. Is this what Stern's doing? Blah, blah, blah. And I get it. And it's weird reading all these comments of they just feel like apparently we as podcasters, we're just fanboys and cheerleaders. We only talk about the positive things and just build up all these companies like we need to be real, you know. Um, I, to me, I'm sorry, but I just, I have a realistic expectation of what this pin is. This pin was made specifically for the licensor because apparently the licensor, this is what the licensor requested first. They wanted an older pin. So it's almost like Stern had to talk them into allowing them to do the cornerstone. So this was always what they wanted. They wanted an older pin and Bond collectors are a different breed. <laughs> there are there's a ton of money in the bond collecting world. And so this pin was designed for them. And we as pinball people are just lucky to try to you know kind of be a part of it. And I think it's it's a, I mean I get it. It's super expensive. But they made they made the pin that the licensor wanted. And I'm sorry and I feel bad, you know, for the pinball fans that that wish this was super accessible. And they would be on location everywhere and you could buy them for $8,000. Great. But that's not, from a business standpoint, that's, that wasn't what was asked. That's, what, that's not what they built. And so they built what the licensure requested. So I don't know. If we could just accept that, great. Let's move, on. Let's move forward and actually look at what it is. It looks like it's a really fun pin. Would you rather have a $20,000 pin that looks really fun? Or would you rather have another Supreme that's 20 plus thousand dollars that just looks boring as all get out. Well, and plus two, let's just get out the common misconception here. It's everybody labels it a $20,000 pin because that's what Stern sold it at. Yeah. But the pin can be sold for whatever anybody wants to sell it. So just because you, you know what I mean? Somebody could sell sure. it for 50,000. They yeah. wanted to, somebody could sell it for a dollar, you know, I mean, there's just, they could sell it for whatever they want to. Well, and apparently Neil McRae bought all of them. Yeah, he all yeah. of them in Europe. So <laughs> you need to reach out to Neil and Neil can sell them for whatever he wants. But here's here's my thing. It's it's like at the end of the day, why does the price matter for one particular pen that's in this industry? Because there's many different options. And the reality is, is that we very much and I'll say this as somebody that works for a dealer, we all are very much experiencing a first world problem right now, right? To where there's people that will readily buy a $10,000, $12,000 LE. There's people that will buy a $7,000 Pro. And then all of a sudden this pen's too much. Okay, well, you know, the vast majority of people that play pinball in location, $7,000 is too much for them. You know, and we hear that all the time. So it, there's just right. different levels to it. And the simple thing is, is that if you have the money and you want to play this pen, you want it, then get it and enjoy it. If you don't, 
then it's like, I'm sorry. Like there's lots of stuff I would like to get, you know, I would like to have a $10 million house, but <laughs> I can't do that. You know what I mean? No. So there's just different levels to it. And I mean, and I've seen people just posting up, Oh, this is a cash grab. This is this, this is that. And I just want to say, of course it is like what, what manufacturer out there is trying to not turn a profit and pay their employees. They have so much overhead. Like how else do you guys think that this game gets out from any manufacturer, right? Any yeah. game that gets out from any manufacturer, they have to pay for the license. They have to pay for raw materials. They have to pay for people's time to actually concept the game, to engineer the game, to come up with software, to come up with design. Then they got to pay people to actually like, I don't know, build the game, you know? And then, I mean, there's just so much that goes into running a business that I think a lot of people forget about that. It's not just like five people coming up with these ideas and then just putting it all together in a garage and putting it out. I mean, there's just so much, so many things going at scale. And I mean, and the reality is too, is a lot of times when I, you know, I've had people contact me about the price too. And these are the same people that have like five to eight cars in their garage, you know, just like I, like I was talking to you guys about, or they collect like a bunch of old bourbon and whiskey stuff where, okay, it's all right to have a $3,000 bottle of bourbon in your, you know, you know what I mean? But all of a sudden 15, 20, 25 grand, it's, it's too far. So what I'm saying is, is we all have our different hobbies, right? That all intermingle. We all have our different ways that we like to spend our money and Hey, it's okay. Like you can still be mad about the price. That's perfectly fine. That's perfectly valid. But at the same time, it's like, it is what it is. Like, this is just simply a business. And luckily, this will not be the only game that Stern puts out all year long. It just yeah. won't be. And this won't be the only pinball game available from anybody in the industry. Yeah, and I, I get that. And that's I think it's just Keith Elwin makes such an amazing game and the game looks really fun. I think everybody sees that. I think the game looks really fun. And so every, everybody just wishes they could play it or have it. And unfortunately, it's going to be this is going to be a, one of those games that's going to be harder to come around or come come across or have the ability to play. I know if I have a chance to borrow one to stream it for flipping out, I know multiple people that like want to come over. Like it's just say, oh, you're going to have one for a few weeks. Like, please let me come. Like they want they want their chance to to get their hands on it. And um, I don't. And I think that's awesome. I I I don't know. I just Tom, you are you are seriously thinking about getting one though. I mean, so it's what is it in your collection? What is it? You know, why? What what's the thought behind having one? I just want to play something different. Yeah. So yeah. So basically two games are leaving, one's coming in. So now I have a little room. Oh, there you go. You got room for all your friends because you can play <laughs> co-op and just, I, you know, get your butt kicked together. It'll be great. I don't have any friends. <laughs> <laughs> you got us, Tom. Yeah. I, no, will, I, I would personally, I would want to get the pen personally mm -hmm. if it was the right theme. Okay. Like if, the, if this was a theme that I really enjoyed, I probably wouldn't have a problem taking my funds, my budget for pinball mm -hmm. and making room for it. Like I wouldn't have a problem with that. So and selling just, multiple games just for this one. Well, and again, because I, in my opinion, I think it's going to hold its value after the fact, you know, it's, it's, it's just, yeah, there's ups and downs in the market. Mm -hmm. But when we look at all things considered that it's a bond 60th bond fans, they, they love bond. There's a lot of people that discover pinball for the first time. And when they do every, like we talked about this, every theme is brand new to them. Right. And then you got Elwin behind it, Elwin design. 
And so, you know, it's going to be fun either way. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, those things into consideration, that's why I would really want the pen. And yeah, it's just for me, it's just the theme is the only thing that stops me from doing it. Like that's, that's literally the only thing from looking for this pen and trying to find it just because I, I want a modern pen that is a single layout game. That's fun to rip spinners. That's fun to do. I mean, yeah, again, we could talk about price all day long, but the prices they're all over the place anyways. I mean, there's, we see, we see everything every day, like Bally Williams oh, yeah. pins. You see those for over 10 grand now. MSRP on those were like 3,500, you know? So it's like, it, that's just the way it is. There's just ebbs and flows to it. And just like you mentioned, Joel, they're going to be out there at some point. Somebody will be able to play it. Like, I think I heard that there's one that's coming to TPF. I've heard that from a couple of people. And I think they even mentioned that on the dead flip stream as well. Mm-hmm. And you're, I've heard of other places on location are going to have this pin here or on their location. So, I mean, I know it's going to be out in California. I think it's going to be somewhere in New York, somewhere in Pennsylvania from what I've heard. So it's going to be out there. So if you want a chance to play it, like I think people will be able to play this. I don't think it'll be as hard to find it that people think now when it's at a show, you're yeah, going to be, be waiting. Line, in, yeah. yeah. You're going to be waiting in line for a little while, but you know, you'll still have a chance to play it. That's why we go to shows anyways. Right. Well, there'll be one at Tom's house too, but I don't know. I mean, <laughs> and there will be one at your don't house. Go to, don't go so to Tom's house. Now we yeah. need two lines yeah. at your places. Yeah, yeah, got it. If you ring my doorbell, I won't answer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I will, um, just to wrap up the 60th conversation then, I mean, I, I once once we actually get some hands-on experience, we'll probably dive a little deeper into it. But I, I, I would just say my takeaway coming, coming away from the stream, the game looks fun. The game looks fun. Um, I, I think it shoots really well. There was no doubt, but like actually seeing people play it, it's not like the shots only look good during the promo video or only look good. Cause Keith Elwin can hit the shots. Like all four people were hitting shots and made it look really enjoyable. Um, and to see them kind of attack it in different ways, you know, they, they did an entire co-op game where they were just trying to get through all the villain modes. Then they did an entire, another co-op game where they were just trying to get through all the gadgets and like having a simplistic layout but actually have complexity to the rules is really exciting and and from the scoring standpoint i'm assuming you guys were salivating over tournament strats and whatnot because you know you go through an in lane and the opposite spinners lit for super spinner and and all the points are in bonus so you better not tilt and just this has some it says oh that actually brings up a really good point there was a shush there was a shush during the stream (laughs) And we can make one real quick comment about that. But, but yes, Jack Danger pointed out something that Keith Owen does in his designs. And basically what he pointed out was... And so this we're just going to repoint it out. Well, I, I don't, everybody's seen it, but I think it's a really good... I had not thought about it. And and uh, well, all we'll say is, is Keith does some stuff with his slings. He moves his slings back. And that's and, all we're going to say about it. Yeah, which is... But I like... And there goes Travis. Travis I, I'm happy. I'm I'm happy to to not be part of this combo. No, I just I had not thought about I had not thought about that, and I just he you haven't actually said, like looked at your Godzilla. No, I had, but I didn't. I like didn't. Deadpool? I didn't realize why why that matters. Like why moving the slings out matters, and that's what Keith actually mentioned. Is he said so, when you move the slings out, you have way more control with the flippers. I had not put that together. I thought it was like. Well, maybe he doesn't want you to be able to post pass easily. Maybe it's a maybe it's shocked. a challenge. Well, shocked I'm not, you did not put it together. Yes, that this makes it easier for you to handle the ball in a flipper. 
we are different people. Our skill levels <laughs> are very different. Oh, that fun. reminds me. Be, mm. I don't want to interrupt too much, Joel, but we do need to plug uh, Ape Flip's YouTube video of your absolute clinic on Deadpool and flipper skills. So That's, you guys that look video, that up. That was quite a while ago. <sighs> if you haven't seen it, go to Abe Flips. He's a great content creator. He just happened to use some of my content to make a very educational video, which I endorse because it okay. was hilarious. Yeah, so. Proceed, Joel. <laughs> but yeah, no, that I just... That's something, and I get it, that if that's Keith's thing, you know, we don't want to see all other designers start to do that. But it's just, I had not put two and two together. What's the advantage of moving the slings that way? Keith's saying you get way more flipper control. Sure, you lose the ability to post transfer, but you get way, like, it, it seems to make sense now why Godzilla, I seem to be way more in control than other games. I don't well, know. I thought that was keep, really interesting. Keep in mind, too, one of the other design aspects of it as well, that if you do something that doesn't allow for, I guess, close passing or anything like that, then you have to be able to find a way to get the ball back to the other flippers. So that's where the flow of shots come. Okay. Like a return shot from either a spinner that will come back down an orbit to a catch or maybe another ramp or something like that. So that's all things to consider as well. Cause it just, it all meshes together really well. Sure. And that's really the, for me personally, just playing Elwin pins. That's the secret sauce to it right there. That it gives you a reason. You have a reason to hit every shot in the game. Right. And then you're able to basically be under control for as mm -hmm. much as possible. And for some people that does lead to longer ball times and then others, it might not, you know, I, I, we, we have people that contact us all the time about Godzilla that they actually think that the game's too hard for them and it's on default settings, right? So there's still a lot of casuals sure. out there. You know, it's just the same way I told you guys about the um, the Rush casual that I heard from that's played thousands of games and hasn't broken 750 million yet. So, you know, there's, there's just, that's the way it is. Not everybody can be a world-class player like Joel, just crushing games <laughs> all the time. So, you know, I think people have fun in their different ways, which is awesome about it. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. I thought that was really interesting. But um, yeah. the last thing, what I was going to say about Bond 60th is um, my brother and my brother-in-law and I, we actually went out to Tappers. It's it's a, it's a an arcade bar downtown Indy. And they have like 20 plus pins. And we played pinball for like two hours. All the modern stuff. They have the CGC games. That was the main reason I went because I wanted to put more time on Medieval Madness and Monster Bash and Attack from Mars just to like compare them to Cactus Canyon. But we played for like two plus hours. Came home, it was late, and I was surprised, but they're like, hey, you want to go You want to go play some more pinball? And so we actually came down here and started playing some of the games. And my brother-in-law goes, man, I miss TNA. And I will tell you, like, after playing all these modern games for two-plus hours, I agreed. Like, having TNA, single-level, brutal, simplistic game that we could conquer together, like, that was the change of pace that at that point we wanted. And unfortunately we had, I don't have it right now cause I traded it. And that's, uh, that reiterated, like even in my small collection of four games, having something like this, a single level game. So it may not be bond 60th, but TNA is a good example. Um, Beatles is a good example or just an older game, whether it is an EM or just, you know, an eight ball deluxe or something like that, a fathom, like having an older game like that in your collection to just kind of, change it up is is really enjoyable and that's that's what i saw i saw that that experience in the bond 60th stream that that is clearly a pin that can just you can yeah it's a good change of pace it's a fun change of pace so tom in your collection i think it'll be fantastic 
I think it'll fit in real nice. Thanks, Joel. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, this is a subtle transition, but we want to talk about some of the other manufacturers and some of the rumored titles because <laughs> because we uh, Texas Pinball Festival is going to be crazy. And the reason I'm saying this is a subtle transition, we'll just dive straight in, but um, single level fun, right? Single level games. There is a rumor. So CGC, the rumor is that Pulp Fiction is going to be shown at Texas Pinball Festival. And the rumor is that Pulp Fiction is a single level game. So why all of a sudden is there this big change to (laughs) ditch ramps? And I think it comes back to like, it's a change of pace. It's a change. It is something modern. You get the screen, you get the lights, you get all the modern goodness, but yet a simplicity or a feel of a retro game to kind of break up the the current status of, of games. I don't know. Thoughts on rumored... Or it could be license. What do you mean? Uh, driven. The licensor wants single. Oh, yeah. 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 That was the thing, That's right? That's a Quentin good Tarantino. possibility. I don't know, yeah. but... But even still, I, I'm I kind of like I don't know, I'm 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 all for it. Now, if this was your dream theme, right? Like and you are a modern collector, you know, you may want it. your you may want your dream oh, your rush game. Yeah. Well, okay, what what about that, Tom? If if Rush yeah. would have come out and Rush was a single level game, let's say the code was still incredibly great. If there were two flippers and a pop bumper, I would have bought it, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> but so it would not you would if you would have seen that rush was a single level game would you have been disappointed at all like would it have yeah, affected maybe a your little thought bit. of the game so maybe you would have thought bit, less but I, I think it just comes down to what's the layout like what's the code you know all, all these factors is there rush music actually in the freaking game uh, <laughs> i mean would, would you have gotten a bagatelle rush <laughs> maybe if it just had one song in it I, like I, definitely just have, I definitely have room for that I can yeah. hang it on the wall so so travis if uh if avengers would have come out and it was a single level game would that have excited you bummed you out what would it, i mean no i mean it depends what the design is yeah you know i i enjoy all pinball i, I have probably i think like eight or nine ems in my collection and I have a bunch of solid states as well. So I try to have a balance, just what you were talking about a second ago. Mm-hmm. That way it's not just all moderns all the time. I mean, going for wizard modes or trying to play for an hour is fun in times. But then sometimes I just want to, you know, do something else, like just work on ripping a spinner or something like that. So that's where Globetrotters or, you know, playing like a spinner based EM game is a lot of fun, like Hocus Pocus or something like that. So you know, if it was on a single level game, depending on what the design is, I'd probably still be interested in it just because I and Tom can attest to this. If you play enough competitive pinball, you've seen all kinds of different designs, all kinds of different themes, all kinds of different ways to approach a pin. And oftentimes when you look at some of these old school games, like let's take Dolly Parton, for instance, right? You don't have any modes, really. You know what the theme is, but it's not like that there's theme assets on anything that you're doing beyond hitting a target that might have a letter that goes to it. You know, so stuff like that, we're we're used to it enough to where I can't speak for Tom, but I can speak for myself that it that part doesn't bother me as much. That if the layout's fun and there's some type of integration that way to where at least the artwork is cool or something like that, 
then yeah, I can accept that. Now, obviously, if if I'm looking at like a Deadpool or Godzilla, like behind you, it is pretty sweet that there's modes attached to it. And then there's some depth to it to where you can attack it in different ways and play for a long time as well. So, I mean, it's just ebb and flow. I think it just depends on what people prefer. But yeah, that'd be my preference. If I like the theme, like the layout, I'll, I'll get it because I love single level games. I wish I wish people would do more, more modern single level games, stuff like that. I just I enjoy them a lot. Yeah. And yeah. I think I think your your wish is getting answered. I mean, I I it was interesting on this on the Bond 60th stream to hear Keith because somebody was like, what was it like designing a game without ramps? And he was like, it was fun. Ramps are easy. That's what I mean. And we've talked about this before. The amount of real estate that a ramp actually takes up is a decent bit because you have to get the ball vertically like it. So when you have a single level game, you really have to think through every little area of that and the flow that you're potentially going to have. And, and yeah, you really think about bond 60th and how many shots there are in that layout. Like even the captive ball, which is the hard shot kind of tucked away. Like it's way back there, but it's just, it's a whole nother kind of fun shot. That's, that's hidden in there. While if there was a ramp, one ramp would have covered that entire, you know, inline drop captive ball section, and instead we have multiple elements to the game. One well, of the <laughs> one of the really cool things I thought watching the stream was when they got into multi ball and got the jackpot lit, and it was a timed jackpot. Like mm. you only had like twenty or thirty seconds to hit it. Um, you don't see that quite a bit nowadays with with modern games. So I, I just thought that was really neat. Yeah. And I, what I think, I think this pin, I mean, sure. It's the, the, the biggest barrier is going to be, can you play one? Can you find one to play one? But once people I think have the opportunity to play it, I, I think this is such an ode, you know, a love letter to some of these older games and the way even the scoring is based. Like, I think this is really going to draw people into some of those older games and just the, the appeal to a score driven game, Oh, Travis is holding his hand. Back. There, there, there. Are, are we talking about Pulp Fiction or Bond no, 60 now? I'm sorry. sorry. Which, derailed, which way did we, we go? This whole time. We had that and we this, and then Tom talked about it. We're talk- I'm saying that no, okay, I was just, we time traveled. We you were talking back. about Bond 60th, and I just started I, thinking. Yeah. It's a, I'm swerving, it's not your fault, guys. I'm driving Tom. the You're bus. An angel. I'm driving the I'll bus. I'm not driving it. Now. It's not straight. It's I'm swerving, but just like stay somehow with me. we took a U-turn. I must have been looking down because well, now I'm looking up. We're, I'm talking, like, we're still right talking now? about single level games. So we've talked yeah. about what do we know about Pulp Fiction? We don't know so, anything. We don't know I'll, anything about it. I'll say this: it's about a movie by game. Quentin Tarantino. Yes. Okay. It's a fun movie. So I'll say this about single level games. The, the thing that I'm most excited about, about seeing some of these modern manufacturers tackle single level games, whether it was spooky, whether apparently it's going to be CGC or whoever else is involved mm-hmm. and seeing Stern do it. I like the idea of modern mechs being on this game and modern rule sets being on the game as well to where you can have a little bit more to it besides just hitting just a drop target and scoring points. But I like the idea of having just just different designs that people aren't used to. Like right now, I guarantee the vast majority of people that buy modern pinball machines, they probably never even played a split flipper game to where you have two flippers on the same side, like a Harlem Globetrotter Trotters or a Paragon or something like that. So, I mean, 
I would very much, I, I wish this was, this was possible. I don't know if it is from a monetary standpoint, but I wish it was possible to do just, uh, what's the word, like more dynamic designs or more eclectic designs or just something that's just so far different from what we're seeing now. And I think you can do that with a single level game. Like we see it a lot with EMs, with either waterfalls or like a jumping jack to where there's no in lanes, but there's an out lane with pop bumpers like right there at the flippers to where you got to fight it back and forth. I mean, there's different things I think could be done. So I'd be excited to see more manufacturers tackle something like that. And even if it's not, you know, it doesn't have to have a ton of assets to it. Just slap a theme on it that people like, you know, it could be a C-level theme. And I think something like that could possibly work. Yeah. And don't forget Rick and Morty. Uh, Rick and Morty obviously had that pop bumper down near the flippers. Right. But it had, it had ramps, Tom. though, and all that. So, yeah. You have Rick and Morty still, Tom? Mm-hmm. It's right next to me. Yeah. Why, you just can't uh, see it. I don't mean this is a bad question, but like, why do you still have it? Like, why why is it remained in your in your collection? Wow. No, you I don't. Wow. I don't mean it like an insult you. to the game. It's oh my just, gosh! You have a very curated collection, so I'm curious. I what about like Rick and the Mark? I like the game. Okay, <laughs> all is right. It, is that? I mean, that's good. I, I like the I'd game and I it. like the theme. Okay. You need to tell us more, Tom. Yeah. yeah. Why do you I, like I, the I'm game? I'm not going to get into an in-depth discussion about it. I mean, okay. <laughs> this is I was, a podcast. Yeah. So you need to move on. I was hoping you'd say, so, you know, like, oh, it's because of the unique layout that, you know, it's not. Well, it I don't does. Know. It has a unique layout. It has a tough, some a lot of tough shots on it. I will help us with the segue now. So since we were talking about visual games coming to TPF, that means that we do know for sure that Spooky is going to be bringing Scooby-Doo. There Scooby we go. Thank you, Tom Graff. So I will like speed Keanu Reeves. I'm going <laughs> to like get away from the will. And Joel, you could take it back now. Uh, you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to slam on the brakes because, Tom, I actually have one more, I have one more Rick and Morty question <laughs> oh for you. Oh, my God. You just killed us yeah. all. You no. can't go below oh, 50 miles an hour. Wait, no, this is Joel. Did you guys see the mod that those guys yes, that made that actually, ramp thing? I, actually, I put in for one. No way. Okay. Did, did you see this, Travis? I did. Remember what I texted you guys as soon as I saw it? Uh, no, I don't. No. If I was Scott Denise, oh, I'd be yes, like, yes. shit. Well, yeah. I don't I don't necessarily like I, this. Uh, so as a owner, this is so what we're mentioning, there is a guy and I, I think he said he's only going to make like 30 of them. But maybe if his demand is huge. But what the guy did is currently there's that weird. There's not weird, but it's the there's the left ramp shot. Yes. But you have three stand up targets. It's Jerry and the, the mom and the girl. I don't I'm sorry. I don't know. But but basically that main section, that plastic, this guy is making this kind of tunnel ramp that goes it's hidden directly under that plastic and you you lose the jerry stand up and so the jerry stand up now becomes that shot so it adds a switch in there so you still get quality for that but it allows you to hit the portal shot really easily or easier you can hit that shot from the bottom right flipper instead of having to hit it with the upper right flipper so it is a large i mean it is a drastic geometry change to the game but yet it's very well done and hidden. Like you won't even know really that it's there. So Tom, what was it? About, I mean, you own the game. Why you said you're putting in for one. What was it that you were like, yes, I'm in on that. I, I just want to try the mod. Oh, just to see how it. Yeah. Just to see how it works versus what I have. I mean, I can make that shot. It's just, it's 
Tov. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I want to see if it's easier and if it uh, improves makes, or Im- improves yeah. on the gameplay. Yeah, interesting. I mean, yes, as a designer, I know um, Kevin and, and Nick on Buffalo Pin- Pinball. They they just actually had this entire conversation, but they were talking about Black Knight Sword of Rage, Rage, and the the sword mod that people have done so that instead of the Vuck feeding the right flipper, it's a Vuck that feeds this sword ramp to feed the left flipper. And there are people that swear that that really drastically changes the game because now it's not so much a right heavy flipper game. And it, and it does bring up a question. It's your game, do what you want to it. But I also understand we kind of want to respect obviously like what's the designer's intentions <laughs> you know what do they what do you what what was the designer wanting you to do and i mean we could go down a whole nother rabbit trail of well when you change rubbers or change flippers or change this or change that are you now outside the designer's intentions for the game imagine t- taking a sorcerer and moving the entire lock mechanism on it is that a thing who did that it used to be the Sharp oh, wow. Brothers. They Who do you do think did it, Joel? <laughs> Our overlord, Josh Sharp, did it. <laughs> That's crazy. But I don't know. So, okay. So, interesting. I, I, I'm. If you get one, Tom, I'm very curious to hear how that mech works. So right. um, I will talk about it on the podcast if you let me have a couple <laughs> minutes. <laughs> I will gladly ask. So, now I'm going to let Travis floor the floor. We're just, room. We're catching right back up to speed. That was a fantastic transition. I don't even remember what. Oh, Spooky. So, Spooky. <laughs> oh, wow. I, didn't, I didn't know which on ramp he tried to. <laughs> Apparently, we're in the, the company sequel. you hate, like, Joel. Yeah, I we do are. not hate Spooky. Like, we're in that shitty ass sequel with the cruise ship right now. That's what we are. Keanu Reeves isn't in this movie anymore. Okay, Scooby-Doo. Yes, there's, there will absolutely be Scooby-Doo at TPF. There are already Scooby-Doo's on location. There are, they're on location. Uh, unfortunately, some of the initial feedback I got was almost everyone has had some sort of man, you know, malfunction mechanically, but they've all been small. They've been all small things that all the operators have been able to fix, get the games back up and running. The initial reviews that I've read are people are really impressed with it. They like the way it shoots. They really like the book, the the bookcase flipper. They think that's unique, and they like the depth of the code that's already there and experiencing the modes. Um, I've heard I've read different things on some people think the game plays a lot harder than the initial stream showed. You know, they're actually draining the ball, while other people are saying no, the ball teams seem to be medium to long. Um, so I don't know. You're I know Tom. There's there's a few in your state. But yet you're like snowed in by eight feet. So I'm, I'm assuming you haven't had a chance to play one yet. No. No. Okay. Travis, you haven't. I miss, You haven't. Yeah, you haven't played one either. No. But I know a few <laughs> people that have. I mean, it, so the feedback I've gotten is that it's it. They didn't call it a long player, but they didn't. They said it wasn't really a difficult game either. Okay. Even, even without lane posts, like all the way up or wherever. So, I mean, because that's what we found out afterwards that apparently during, I guess, the reveal stream that they had everything set up super easy for Uh, whatever reason, I guess, just to show stuff. But that's what somebody had told me before. So I guess in general, people are liking what they're seeing so far is the feedback that I'm getting that just based on, I guess, comparing it to other pins that have come out. I mean, I've heard from people that have played, played all the other spookies that they like it a lot more than Ultraman Halloween. I mean that for what it is but then i've heard people say that they like it better than rick and morty and that they like it better than alice cooper so those are the two games that have done fairly well for spooky also so 
I mean, you know, I, I really like the theme. I'm looking forward to playing it. So it, it looks it looks interesting to me. I am excited to be able to play it. Yeah, I agree. And I I don't know. I don't know what's coming. Um, Zach is going to bring me either Bond 60th or Scooby-Doo. That's the next game I'm going to stream. So I'll have hands on one of them, but I'm excited. Both Those are both games that I'm very much excited to flip. They they look unique. Obviously, we already talked about the 60th, I but... I have two friends that have gotten one and they really enjoy it. Their families really enjoy it. Oh. That don't play a lot of pinball. So that's, that's a good sign. Oh yeah. no. It just, just check that friends and family box for Joel. <laughs> Sorry, no. Keith, no bond 60 coming uh, in now. I already have, I already, yes. I you already have your cactus Canyon. I'm already wrestling with this. Because you see I, Joel's mic, like just vibrating now. You got so excited there. Jeez. No, Calm I, down, Joel. I'm struggling, man. It's this, this, it's this constant curating of your collection and and tweaking it and trying to get whatever you is feel. It, is be it because you can actually item. hit the shots on Cactus Canyon that you like it so much? I don't. Uh, no, what well, that's what's funny though is everybody says it's an easy game. <laughs> everybody says it's an easy game. All right, wait, 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 wait. Before you go on, have you beat the game? I have. I have beat the game. And we're still debating whether or not it's an easy game or not. Oh, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I have beat the game. It it's fine. Fine. I, I don't even know how to argue it. You know, I know when it comes to the list of games that I've like, beaten. You still beat the game. I mean, that's still awesome, but yeah, we just mm -hmm. need your opinion. Was it was it difficult? Yeah, I think do? it's it. I do think Did it's you, difficult. There are there are days. Okay, how many like other Deadpool. games have you beat? How many other games have you beat? We've had this conversation. The only games no, that we're I've having technically this conversation beat. Now. It's are to not dream. Wait, what does technically beat me? What what does that well, mean? Like you took Toy the Story. glass I off and you hit no, all the switches? Like Toy Story, I got to the wizard mode, but to beat the game, you gotta go through it a whole nother time. Like right, I you did so you didn't beat the game there, right? So I didn't beat the game. No, that's like technically <laughs> that's like me saying I technically had sex with my wife, but I was on the other side of the house with all my clothes on, just like <laughs> watching TV. And I happened to like go past Cinemax at 11 o'clock. Like you got to finish, Joel. What? You can't say technically. What are we talking about? What are we like? You're I the one saying I technically beat the game, and then you're like, uh, oh, well, I finished the first half, but I didn't do the uh, whole okay. last yeah, half. Yeah, of, yeah, of the yeah. thing. Oh, fair. Okay, fine, fine, fine. But no, no, I am, I am genuinely happy for you yes. that you did beat the game because that is exciting mm -hmm. when you finish mm -hmm. beating a game. And I will admit, Tom's comment after you told us he beat the game completely broke me. But still. <laughs> what, and, you're, and we're still talking about it. That's what that was the comment. No, no. I mean, we're supposed to. I think we're supposed to be on TPF. No, about no, something. No. <laughs> but we we told. But I, I did, like this game. I, I did like want to ask you though, Joel, because yes. I didn't derailed. follow up with this question. And this is a legit question. This isn't rip on Joel because I love Joel to mm -hmm. death, mm -hmm. except mm -hmm. the times mm -hmm. that I hate him. Mm -hmm. But still, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you said that you went somewhere on location, mm. right? And we're getting off a of TPF, so we're already in speed two. We're just coming back. Around. You're so, steering right now. This yeah, is not it, my it's, fault. It's fine. We're at the bottom of a lake right now. Don't worry about it. So, I'm just sitting in the back of the bus reading a book. Just well, so there, Tom wants there a car crash sound on there? <laughs> Tom, <laughs> Tom wants to know this answer, though, too, because I'm, oh, yeah. I'm genuinely curious because you've gone back and forth about what game you want to add to your collection. Yeah. And you briefly <laughs> mentioned that you went to on location mm -hmm. to play all the other CGC games. Mm -hmm. And then you didn't say anything else about that. You came back and played more pinball. So how did 
for you, Monster Bash, Attack from Mars, and Medieval, Medieval Madness stack up to Cactus Canyon? Well, the reason I didn't talk about it is because I know you guys aren't going to like the answer. Um, oh, I will, you're, you're getting defensive. Yes. No, Man. I know <laughs> you're not going to like the answer because, uh, unfortunately, the fourth, the one I would put lowest on that list is Attack from Mars. Attack from Mars. And see, exactly. He doesn't like the answer. <laughs> I knew he wouldn't like the answer. Oh, Tom's leaving. Welcome, listeners. This is my solo podcast. Welcome. This is uh, just another pinball podcast episode, whatever we're on. Let me share my I'm feelings. Back. Yep. <laughs> why, isn't though. why is that? So I was playing with my brother. I was playing with my brother-in-law. First off, I never realized how far back the shots are on Attack from Mars. Like all the shots are, are very far back. Um, and I don't mean that as an insult, but like it just if I'm looking uh, the, the the shots on Godzilla are just They are, but maybe it's because there's some side shots and a side flipper. I don't know. I don't it's just it felt whatever. So, anyways, Attack from Mars. Attack from Mars is a fantastic game. Don't get me wrong. But what is it in my mind? Why am I looking at a CGC game? I'm looking at a CGC game because of theme, light show like a, a super fun accessible game for friends and family and then stuff in a in the game for friends and family that like toys mechs that they can get into but then also keep me entertained so what is it about attack from mars i get it the, the bouncing martians very cool the spaceship very cool but if i'm going to just compare bash toy to bash toy i do think the castle is much more entertaining than the spaceship personally so what's number what three then third yeah uh, you, you don't like that. My third is uh, Medieval Madness. Yes. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. So right now, I am between Cactus Canyon and Monster Bash. And once, okay. and this is because I know, do I think I would absolutely beat Monster Bash? Yes. Have I beaten? Have I officially, confirmly beaten Cactus Canyon? Yes. There's no, there's no question. I've beaten Cactus Canyon. Have so, you have you beat fifty percent a Monster Bash? Because apparently, worst. anytime you, you get fifty percent through a game, <laughs> yeah, beat you it. technically beat it. it. <laughs> no, actually, I haven't. And the reason I I was frustrated because the one at Tappers, the the Cliffy or whatever, was super bent on the Monster Bash scoop to the point where I mean, I was just getting rejection after rejection after I couldn't finish. I couldn't finish. Okay. I couldn't, I couldn't make it happen. That's what she said. I know. I'm trying to lay into Travis's weird analogies. but Hey, you know what? The mm. fact is you've created a new t-shirt, so I, I appreciate know. it. Like, Joel Wizard Mode is when you get 50% through the game. Like, <laughs> 50% of the game? Wizard Mode. <laughs> Joel, Joel's Joel, uh, Wait, I, what happened to Joel? Joel Division. Division. Joel Division is, <laughs> shout out to Ray Day, Joel Division is very, it's clever. That's very good. So um, you say email at triple uh what the hell's our email <laughs> triple drain at gmail.com <laughs> yes so wait have you gotten to reactor five i've gotten TNA? to reactor six so, so i you, beat the game you beat, beat the game that's awesome god you're the the have worst you <laughs> what? the worst you're the one that said this i'm not i'm not making shit toy up. story is it. a copy paste for the second half of the game so in my mind beat the game is like i've i feel like a, maybe beat is the wrong word i feel you know, like i'm gonna I've i'm gonna give you uh, credit oh i don't this is not gonna be genuine but go ahead tom no i uh, you beat the game thank you yep. yeah yep. <laughs> so I, why, why am i 
Monster Bash, once again, I'm looking at this game and I'm very much considering friends and family. Monster Bash, I love the theme. I love the theme. My kids love monsters. They they would love the theme. And you can't tell me, like, the toys in Monster Bash are fantastic. Yeah. There are so many different really cool toys. So if I'm going to lay into that, that to me, I just feel like I definitely see the chopping wood aspect of Medieval Madness. And I know as a as a depth of code, I do agree that the code depth is the best in Attack from Mars. But if I'm going to curate my collection, right? Like I already have a game that has amazing code depth. I've got Godzilla that I'm going to be able to chip away at forever. So if I I just I am between Cactus Canyon and Attack from Mars right now, and I will I'm really enjoying Cactus Canyon. I enjoy the code, and knowing that if the 2.0 code ever comes out and the code is only going to get better. That's where I'm between. If I was going to buy a game solely on toys, I would buy Monster Bash. Okay. So that that's what you're meaning, though. You're between Cactus Canyon and a Monster Bash, not yes, Attack what from did Mars. I say? Correct. Yes. Okay. I'm between uh, Cactus, Cactus Canyon. Attack from Mars is burnt. He, he well, took it to the bin. There's a whole. I, I will give it to Joel. It. I, I mm. will give it to Joel. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. That out of all the remakes, I. I personally do not like the Attack from Mars remake fill or the Medieval Madness fill. I much prefer the Monster Bash and Cactus Canyon fill. I so, 100% agree with that. So, so, calm down, Joel. I'm, I'm calm. <laughs> I just, you know, somebody, two people get up off their chair because they don't want to listen to my opinion. But yet at the end of the day, they agree with me? What? I don't know. I I just and he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Travis is good. It's the timing of out. his camera going off. You know, uh, I really like need. A, I need a listener to tell me how to keep this camera on. You're an idiot. Everybody, <laughs> you know how to keep the camera on. Anyways, I just that's where I'm at. And what surprised me is I can't find a monster bash. That's the problem. Is like in this area, I don't want to ship one. I want to be able to get pick one, but it's like I've reached out to my local arcade group. I've reached out to the Indiana Pinside page. Nobody has one. Nobody has one for sale. So it's like I can't even be tempted right now to buy a monster bash. Where I'm stuck is, well if I can't buy a monster bash, then it looks like I'm going to go with Cactus Canyon, but even there's a big question mark because CGC's so behind on building all their stuff. And if it's there's rumored that CGC is going to be revealing a new game, like are they even going to make SE pluses? Like if that's what I was going to buy as an SE plus, do I even have the like if I placed an order with a distributor right now, am I ever going to get that game? I don't know. I don't. I don't. There's a big question mark right now with CGC and their production and timelines and I don't know. But I've been reading a lot of the Cactus Canyon inside thread and seeing all the owners and how many people are still waiting on their le's and still waiting on stuff i just i'm in i want to get a game but yeah so any listener that happens to be in this area of indiana or surrounding states has a monster bash let me know but otherwise everybody die mountain dew die mountain dew imagine this is a die mountain dew but it's a it's a die coke so shocker all right we've talked about cgc we've talked about spooky we've talked about um Stern, can, can I ask one question, Joel? Mm, yes. Unrelated to TPF and everything. Why why is your Jurassic Park off, but your other three games are on? Well, first off, you are broken? seeing a different camera than the viewers. Oh. And I have Jurassic. Well, so Jurassic gee. Park is not in the shot, but the reason Jurassic Park is off is because it's my buddy Ryan's and he doesn't have the Pinmunk silent flipper, the silent fan mod in it. So I hear a humming. 
when I leave it on during the podcast. So I turn it off. I see. There okay. you go. Fancy behind the two cameras. Man. Mm. Okay. Mm. Ah. So buy your your fans at Pinmonk. Pinmonk. Dude, Victor's Pin the Monk. man. Yeah. You gotta you gotta have it in Stern's. Um okay, so Stern. Okay. We can talk about Stern. Their their cornerstone's supposed to be March. So is Stern gonna reveal something before TPF? Uh they don't typically do that. Um, normally it's like the week after TPF and then they have it at, at what MGC. So who's, who's up for design? Well, George Gomez had said that it is very clear. The next two, the two designers this year will be Jack Danger and Brian Eddy. So which one it will be? I don't know. I don't flip, know. Flip a coin, everybody. And then the rumored titles, once again, are Venom and Foo Fighters. Don't know. What I will say is there was a lot of Foo Fighter comments made during the Bond 60th stream. They kept saying Fubar. You know, what's that, what's Jack's next name? Fubar. Fubar is a, it's a <laughs> war term and it's a, I don't know, the whole <laughs> thing. Do you know what Fubar is from? What is it? It's, I know, I've always remember hearing Fubar from Do you what? know, Travis? It's from uh, the. It's from a movie. Yeah, a movie. Was it Saving Private Ryan or was it from. Oh um, my God. It's a war movie. It's not or a is war it movie. Band of Brothers. Band of Brothers. No. What's it from? Tango One of those... and Cash. Okay, I haven't seen that movie, and I've absolutely oh seen and heard the word Fubar I... from a movie. Oh, he's leaving again. Tom's gone. <laughs> Tom's gone. It's effed up. What is it? Beyond. What all is it? Recognition. All recognition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm all it has over nothing it. to do with Foo Fighters. Well, no. It, I think I think they kept saying it as a joke because it's Foo Bar, Foo Fighters. <laughs> no, that's not. I'm what just I telling you. Just wait. Just wait. But he said that, and then he kept saying, um, "He." There was another thing that it said, "Fool me once." Blah blah blah. Fool me twice. Like George Gomez kept saying the word "foo" over Maybe and over and over Leopard. again. They got that song fooling. <laughs> you ever think about that, Joel? Yeah. I didn't think about that. I was just going with surface level. He kept saying the word foo. So I kept thinking foo fighters, <laughs> but maybe I'm the idiot. So I don't know. I don't know what's coming. It's been debated. But <laughs> it's been debated. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we don't know. We don't know. Hopefully Stern announces something soon. Well, we know they're going to show something in March, but whether or not it'll be soon before TPF. I I just feel like that there's a big collision that's coming at TPF at the likes that we've never seen before because we still got one more company or we got two more companies actually more. to talk. We got two more companies we've to talk about yeah. that are teasing things. So, I mean, we already know Spooky's coming with Scooby-Doo yeah. and then potentially. Oh, wait, sorry. The what? Pinball Brothers pinball should brothers. probably have a queen there. Oh, queen. Yeah, sure. queen will probably be there. But actually, then, JDL is supposed to live stream them today. Queen. Oh. Huh. So Friday, the February twenty fourth. Yes. That would be today. Oh, cool. Cool, 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 cool. The day we're recording, not the day people are listening. Sorry, right, to, right, right. Sorry to interrupt. No, yeah, no, no, it's it's fine. Tom, you're you're effing beauty. You can do right. whatever CGC, you want. CGC, Pulp Fiction, Stern, potentially Foo Fighters or something else. Then we have American, American with Galactic Tank Force, GTF, GTF, GTF. This is um, what I, I'm seriously most excited about this pen. Uh, we've been. I'm uh, fired up for it. 
Yes. Okay. I I agree. Like no sarcasm. Yeah. <laughs> I am. Yeah. I am actually. I am excited for this pin. Dennis Nordman makes fun games. It'll be a unique layout. I think we're all just been waiting a long time to see what's going on here. But I've heard some very interesting rumors <laughs> about this game, and the game sounds insane. The game sounds insane. Um, and I'm all for it. You know. Um. I don't know. I don't. Have you guys heard anything that you want to share or discuss? I mean, what are your? Th- I, it's Galactic Tank Force. Just the name alone, like I, I hope they don't take it too seriously because it sounds insane, and I hope they just lean into it. Do you want to go first, Tom? No, you can because I don't. I don't know a lot about the game, but about it GTF? sounds interesting. GTF. GTF. So, how can I word this? I will just say without, take for it. Oh, sorry. Without <laughs> without giving anything away, I think people will be pleasantly surprised about this game when they see it at TPF. And I don't I don't want to say too much more about that. It's all sure. Obviously, you could look on my face. I, I know about this game. And I'm that's why I'm excited about it. I don't want to give anything away. I'm not you, gonna do you leaks. You look pumped up about I, it. I am mm. legitimately since I figured out what was going on with this game, we had the podcast a few months ago. I was legitimately excited for it. And, you know, certain it to me, it depends how the flippers feel as well. Like I actually like the way Hot Wheels flipped and I had one for a little while. So if the flippers stay like they are. You know, I'll, I mean, I'm excited about I'm excited about what this pin will be. I think a lot of people will be pleasantly surprised when they see it at TPF. I Will think it have a tank in it? <laughs> I think it's. I think it will be tank themed. Yeah, there's no I ne- denying I that. I nearly answered that. Yeah, <laughs> Tom I, really got me. I think people will be very surprised by it, and I think people will be. I I don't know. I it just. I think. I want. I want to say. I won't say that the hype will meet what we're saying because honestly, I. Zero idea about that, but I am excited about the potential of this pen. Yeah. I'll just leave it at that. It's it's Chris Franchi art. We know that. And they've already revealed some little snippets of his art. And it's very clear. It's a, what is it, like an art deco kind of style. Like it is very stylized. So I think that's the realm we're going to be in. Um, Chris does great art. There's no denying that. Um, now, normally he does a lot of photorealism. So taking pictures of things and kind of redoing them. But this is a unique theme so it'll just be interesting to see what he does but i i have no doubt i I bet the layout will be fun whimsical you know kind of a dennis nordman layout and i think the art will be great there's no denying that but um i just hope they do i just hope they fully embrace how crazy the theme is and they make something that just stands out you know that that they they embrace you know it's been a while since they made a game you know, stand out from the crowd, have a great time. Let's see what we get. Um, sure. So I I don't know. I think it has full potential to be fun. There's no, there's no denying that. So American pinball, JJP, JJP, there's rumored games um, coming out. And that rumored game is still Godfather. Yep. So uh, what is it? Eric Minier with godfather there that's still a big old question mark i think it's a very interesting theme choice i do think eric minyard does make fun pins um jjp always goes all out with very complex code a ton of lights very 
I don't. My guess is if it is Godfather, they're going to make the best Godfather pin they can. I mean, well, it'll probably be fully invested in Godfather. Will Godfather, if that is what it is, have hot rails? Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. I think I think Eric Minier, Eric Minier patented hot rails. That's his yeah. thing. I'm pretty sure he's going to have hot rails in every one of his games from here on out. Um, so I, we talked about this a little while ago, but I think it is funny that when we had gone down the rabbit trail of, of patents, pinball patents, and there's been a handful of them in the last few years, like Insider Connected has a whole bunch of patents associated to it. But when it comes to patenting mechs, Keith Elwin has multiple patents, <laughs> like some of the stuff that he's made, the magnet grab is patented. And then the, uh, the, the 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 jeep on Jurassic Park is patented like props to you for like making mechs that are so unique that you can patent them remember there's there's been no innovation <laughs> whatsoever yeah. in pinball yeah, right. recently no yeah. innovation none but um none. is that all i mean when it comes to yeah jjp godfather well, american mul- multimorphic GTF. has been oh, hinting yeah, yeah. at something new well, and they've said that yeah mm-hmm. so yep. is it tpf is usually huge for them because they are there it is a local uh, a show for them so they they usually bring six or seven games with a bunch of their different modules but they did announce that scott denisi is the creative director of their next official module so this will be a brand new module um i know scott i mean he is I would hope he does all the light show because that's what he's known for. His light shows are incredibly good. Uh, and then I music, hope he does. Music, hello. I hope he does all the music in it. And I'm assuming he will. And so I love it. I love everything that he's made. I'm a big fan. Um, I've said it before. If, if somebody's going to get me into a P3, it's probably going to be Scott Denisi with what he brings to the table. I'll just be very, like, I just think this is a very creative and innovative platform that he's going to be able to run with. Um, he did all the sound effects on, on, um, weird Al. So he's very familiar with the platform. He's obviously very familiar on how to build a game, but instead of having to build a full play field, he only has to design a third of it. Right. Um, they've talked about being able to add mechs in that upper section. And it would be interesting. Maybe if this is one of the first games that does that, I don't, I don't really know, but it definitely, I do. I can't think of a person that I'd be more excited for when, to design the next play field. I mean, well, they're, they're trending the right direction too. Yeah. Cause they got Denise on board. I think they have Bowen, Bowen. and they have Colin McAlpine. So, yeah. I mean, they're, you know, they're definitely trending the right direction and Johnny hope, crap on art. Yeah. Hopefully they can get, you know, a lot of these out there. I mean, the more that's out there and the more they can do with the platform. I mean, that's exciting. I mean, if we go, if we go back a year and a half ago when Tom and I just absolutely just grabbed the beehive and just shook it, all hell you know i for now the direction they're going this is the direction i was hoping that they would yeah. go and i'm genuinely interested after weird al to see what else that they're coming up with and it seems like they're putting all the pieces to the puzzle together the question really becomes are they going to be able to manufacture all this at scale like that's that's the million dollar question with it so hopefully they can hopefully they can get games out and yeah i well i'm excited to see what happens at tpf with that I haven't heard, no, I haven't been reading it as much, but I haven't heard, I mean, they're making Weird Al's. Like, they, I know it was, it's taken longer than they expected, but I haven't heard the big uproar. I mean, they're getting him out. They yeah. are getting him out, my, and I know. My friend Chris got his uh, Weird Al. I don't think he got his other modules yet, but 
he ordered a whole system? Like the yeah, whole like okay. he ordered Weird Al, and then he got Heist, and I think Lexi. But did he already own the the actual no. system? No. So he got the whole thing. Nice. Yep. Yeah. So they're doing it, but that's what'll be interesting is because um, I just think this is. It is, it is a very unique platform in that sense. Because I'll tell you right now, like if I loved Scott's game and I decided I'm in, I'm diving in on a P3, I'm not just buying P3 with Scott's game. I would I would buy Weird Al and I'd probably buy Heist as well. Like that's the thing is every new customer they have, they're buying more than just one game. They're probably buying, I, it's, it's a cool model. It just, I don't know, we'll have to see. I'm excited and that'll be another game. So my pr- prediction for TPF is, we're, there's going to be a lot of games that we're all going to want to play. There's going to be a lot of waiting in line. Um, and there's just going to be, it's going to be quite a show. I, I, there's the hype is real. There's going to be, it's going to be, yes. Yeah. going to be chaos. Yes. Like a pure Royal rumble of all pinball manufacturers. And that's what I'm excited about. Yeah. I don't remember the last time ever in this industry that this many games, are being talked about to come out right around the same time. So mm-hmm. it feels like the stars are truly aligning for just like an all out battle to say, okay, here's what we have. Oh yeah, yeah. Here's what we have. Oh yeah. Here's what we're coming out with. And that's, that's what I'm excited about because I feel like healthy competition like that just drives the games to be better. For sure. And I, I think it'll be interesting. We'll definitely have to do a recap show. All three of us will be there. Um, and we'll have to do a recap show afterwards on like, well, which game stole the show? You know, like which game was the hype? You know, like, did you play this yet? Have you played Classic Day Force yet? Maybe you- <laughs> we'll just have to do a show like actually on the show floor mm. as we're doing it. Uh, yeah. Real time thoughts with Tom. We need I'll, more of those. I'll just hold the mics. Tripod Tom would have guy. a whole other meaning. He's just he's just holding <laughs> mics. Yep. Yeah. Well, I think that's about it. Um, unfortunately, I do need to wrap up because uh, I got to go pick my kids up from school. But um, but no, I I think there's a we kind of had a little lull. There was kind of a lull there in December and January, kind of a what's going on, what's coming out. You know, with Bond, the reveal, the cornerstone, and the sixtieth. It's like it's out, but it's not complete, or what's going. It's just. But I think we're in a, we're in a, we're at an exciting time right now. There's a lot coming. There's a lot coming soon. Um, and yeah, just uh, there's a lot of streams we're all going to be watching. And then hopefully TPF will be an awesome opportunity for all of us to actually get hands on the games um, and play. So speaking of streams, Ping yes. Clash is going on. Are you doing Ping Clash, Joel? I will be doing Pin Clash. Ooh. I have not done one yet. Um, it's sad to me, but I'm like, my goal is just to get like, to submit one. <laughs> like it's, it's one ball. Like it's, it is, it is a challenge. And for some, you know, that you guys can blow it up and get your million point, whatever. But for me, it's just like, I, my goal is to complete all four things and be able to cash out on one ball. Like that's, I want to be able to do that. Just and get I don't 50% spare. of the way through it and, and I submit beat the it. Beat the game. Yep. Yeah. Jeez, I'm not gonna <laughs> so, live that down. So, they're gonna like. Oh no! It'll oh, be t-shirts be and all that. guys. I just so, so, I started one mode. So before we go, we do have to uh, talk about the Chat GPT thing, Joel. <laughs> yeah. So we posted up on our face. <laughs> we posted up on our Facebook that apparently Chat GPT, under certain conditions, knows who Tom is, knows who I am, and apparently it has no idea who Joel is. So. 
Somebody asked ChatGPT about who Joel is, and it said, and I quote, I do not have any information on a person named Joel Engelberth. Mm. Can you please provide more context or details about who they are or what they're known for? This, this will is, help me provide you with more accurate information. This is an AI website, right? Yes, that's a very intelligent AI yeah. website. Well, just for the people that don't know, so people typed in my name and apparently yeah, for it's the, a big question For the mark. two people out there that don't yeah. know what chat GPT is. But if so, the two, if you type in Travis or you type in Tom, it spits out a very detailed paragraph. Yes. During certain prompts, because you do have to get it worked in such a way. But mm. anyway, so we let the listeners provide us with context that we can provide chat GPT with. So that way we know. So, uh, yep, so yep, people, yep, yep. do you want to read it, Joel, or do you want me to read it? I don't it? have it pulled up. Go for it. Okay, read, read away. <laughs> of course he has not pulled up. Okay, who is Joel Engelberth? Starting strong, yep. <laughs> it says, <laughs> even robots know Joel sucks. Oh, that's you. my favorite one. It doesn't really add anything to it, but you know, that's a timeless classic. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, so Cause says, Joel is well known for having the best beard in pinball. Yeah, thank you, Brian. To be fair, he has the best beard of all mm -hmm. of his friends and family. I, I disagree. <laughs> Who has the best beard? Uh, Keith Allen. Oh, okay. Uh, I was thinking this was, I was thinking this is wholesome, too. Yeah. All right, so... <laughs> Uh, Ed says Joel Engelberth is known for being An Young. I think he meant annoying, no, no, but he left Anyang. off. No, is, no, no, is no, no. Is it On is What's it's, On Young? It's an Arrested Development. Uh, okay, it's what is that? The GIF that I posted mm -hmm. is from Buster from Arrested Development. There's a character mm -hmm. named On Young, which actually okay. means hello. So On Young. So it's a it's an inside joke that you don't get. So so you're known for inside jokes. No, Got it's it? because okay. he's There's responding that. to the one GIF I posted. Uh, this is my segment, Joel. Moving mm. on. <laughs> All right. And Matt has said Joel Engelberg is a pinball enthusiast and host of Just Another Pinball Podcast and co-host of the Triple Drain Pinball Podcast. Okay, it's starting out good here. Yeah, you know, it's starting out fine. Mm -hmm. Joel is far from a competitive tournament player <laughs> and enjoys playing single level games in his basement with friends and family. It's, it's getting better. I think it's he pretty accurate. A, yeah. He has a passion for looking emo and promotional photos <laughs> and talking about all his buddies in the pinball design community. Yeah. 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 It starts, <laughs> you know, I think the AI is really, it's keen on facts and I think there were some, there That's, were some things in there that were not as factual as others, but not You bad. don't have an emo photo? I have, God, I have one photo from college that I regret. And Zach, <laughs> Zach dove deep and pulled it out. And now it's for, now the world <laughs> just is eating it up. They're loving it. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, thank you. What a great segment. Thank you, thank Neil, you, for, so for um, Neil McRae brought that to our attention. So thank you, Neil. Appreciate that. Um, and we better I do, get to the Tom Talks thing. I mean, we got... Don't, I, we got to get oh, you I to your Joel, kids. I don't. I know. I got to go. I got to go. That's yeah. uh, we, we don't have we'll save it for next time. Yes. Right, and I do. I, I'm not trying to belittle, but I know um, District 82 had a huge tournament and I know multi-day tournament. So sorry, I, Tom, that we didn't. Uh, dive into I'm that. sorry. Nobody likes competitive. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We, we were told. We were told that. <laughs> we were told that. <laughs> yeah, just stick to pinball. Uh, yeah. 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 But no, the, I will say, Tom, that was three to four hundred viewers disagree. Yes, no, that was well done, incredibly well done and well liked. And um, we'll talk well, about it on the next podcast. We met a few people that listened to the podcast, so shout out to them as well. We appreciate mm. everybody. Mm. All right. Well, we'll just we'll wrap her up then. Uh, Travis, plug away. 
You can find me on this podcast. Tom, <laughs> to you, buddy. Here in Fox City's pinball. Joel? Yes. Uh, <laughs> flip it out. Check us out on Wednesday nights. Uh, flip it out on YouTube. Check it out. Uh, we alternate between flipping out with friends, which is a chatting stream, and then actually playing pinball. So hopefully, like I said, soon I'll be either streaming Bond 60th or Scooby-Doo. Should be a good time. Um, and then, yeah, Triple Drain. Yeah. Check Ooh. out our stuff, Soberall Swag. Uh, thanks again for the intro video, Brad. Uh, check out his stuff. And um, Joel, we could do a head-to-head stream on Bond 60th. That would be that would be pretty cool, actually. That would actually get a lot of attention. That would be I want that cool. right now. So Bond 60th, head mm. head stream. You guys heard it here first. Tom <laughs> Graff versus Joel. Well, we'll, we'll uh, have to see if it no, I was going to have Neil face him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not needed. Not needed. Oh, man. All right. Well, Joel's like going to put rubber bands on those outlanes <laughs> to survive. No, what I'll do is I'll play a four-player co-op game versus one of their single games, and we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, but. Okay, well, Tom, uh, like always, you get the last words. Uh, bye. <laughs>